So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Bob Chronicles. Um, this is homeboy Christian Paul back at it again um, with another crazy banger. And I'm giving you finally the final part of Challenging Kevin Samuels' Ideals, The Leftovers. And right now, we will be discussing about the leftover men in this case right here. You know what I'm saying? The left of a man we're going to be focusing on today, and I know a lot of dudes are going to be real pissed off on what I'm about to say. All right? Uh, I, I understand with the women up there, I know they're a little bit triggered based on what they say, and uh, it's, I know some of them may get a little bit heated, but at least hopefully they have like a deeper, clearer, uh, clearer sense of understanding on what I'm describing and where I'm coming from with this, like the way I'm communicating, you know what I mean, for them to actually try to fully um, comprehend um, my message based on that um, in a more humble, um, higher decorum way, right? And my aim is to actually provide the same um, type of communication with some of the dudes out there, right? But before I um, discuss more on this situation here, I want to try and reaffirm how Kevin Simon Savant defines what is a high-value man. So let's get right into it. Simple as fuck, baby! Yeah! 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 And I announced on my show Monday night some of the things I was going to be covering the rest of this week. Um, strangely enough, um, we're already midweek, and it has been a hell of a week on YouTube, has it not? Look, keep the likes up over 50% so I don't have to do this. See, we should already be over 5,000 likes. If I have to, if I have to hit the um, intervention button, we'll do it. We'll go all the way through. And we don't want to be doing that, folks. Come on. Hit them up. Do it. We don't want to have to do the intermission button, guys. Keep the likes up. That's the one thing that everybody should be able to do without a lot of problems, okay? It shouldn't require that much. All right, so let's do it this way. Ecamm, set Ecamm as the default profile for right now. I hope everybody's enjoying uh, the background music. I kind of dig it. I kind of dig the background music. I hope you do too. There it is. Ecamm is the default background. So that allows me to switch through my cameras at my leisure. And I'm going to need it, especially for this broadcast. Because we're going to focus on something. High value men. High value men, high value men. All right. Like it or not, whether you believe it or not, I'm sorry. Uh, but I have to take ownership of something here that I have brought high value man into the conversation into a bigger way than it was previously. I didn't invent the concept. I didn't make the concept. High value man has been around long before me, but it has been on my, on my watch per se that it has taken off and had a life of its own. And so many people talk about this concept of high-value men, high-value men, high-value men. And especially my critics and my detractors, they often focus solely on the money. 
the money aspect as if that's the only thing that's that's ever discussed about being a high value man well we know why they do that because they're not honest critics I've said it before and I will say it again to be a high value man requires a few things one you're making in excess of ten thousand dollars a month and that's in cost of living in Dallas Houston Atlanta in excess of ten thousand not only so in excess of a hundred hundred twenty thousand dollars a year and then you need to make that money over the period of three to five years okay then you need to have a network of you need to have high-value men who recognize you as a peer or a potential peer you need to have a network of high-value men and others <clears throat> oh, I don't like that let's move that it keeps Where did this happen? I moved the wrong place. A network of high value men and others, and oh, I hate this. Visibility is very important as well. Why is visibility important? Because it's one thing to say I'm an entrepreneur and you're driving a Rolls Royce or something like that, but it doesn't tell anybody at a glance what you do. Versus to say, I'm the vice president of mergers and acquisition to Chase Bank. That's LinkedIn level. Meaning, at a glance, visibility is key for people to know who, 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 who is at a moment's notice. And six, utility. You're useful to others and the group. Okay. Those are the six basic principles to being a high-value man, as I see it. And you can look across any country, any political system, any system of government, any monetary system, any season, any reason. And the men in the top strata of society tend to have these things. Tend to have these things. They have money. They're known. Other People recognize them as part of their group, um, and they are useful to more than themselves. There's no such thing as high-value homeless broke. There's no such thing as a, a, a high-value loner millionaire, because if you're not useful to anybody, what good is your value? The market decides. But one thing that often is asked is what about the other stuff? What about the other stuff? If all it takes is high value, if all it takes is money, if all it takes is money and high value men to say you're in the club and to have a network and to be LinkedIn level or visible, then how do we know anybody can do that? Anybody can fake their way into that. You can be a fake or a fraud just and, and fake it till you make it. What about the other things? This is why you leave this to high value men, because what you'll learn over time is it requires that as a baseline. That is not all that's required. The difference is that there are some things that are variable. But one thing that's not variable is what I'm about to say. About to say. I want you guys to go back to your mythology class. Before I do that, let me go ahead and start doing it. Let me see the likes. The likes are up. 
we need to make sure that the because uh, I'm about to drop dime on some high value men, on some so on some so called high value men, some supposed high value men. Time for me to drop dime. Yep, people have been asking me my opinion, and it's time to come clean. It's time to drop dime. But before I drop dime, I want to make sure we do this. Understand one thing. This ain't personal. This ain't personal. This is business. <laughs> this ain't personal. This is business. Shout out to... Uh, you know who you are. Shout out to... Shout out to you. Somebody... That I know well just finally finished watching The Godfather. And see, I'm not like Michael, I'm not like Sonny or Fredo. I'm much more like, I think much more like Vito. Michael was good, but Vito was better. But he told Sonny, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's business, Sonny. It's not personal. And what I'm about to say, it's not personal. It's just business. One thing I do is I keep it business. So if you get your feelings hurt tonight because I'm about to drop dime on you, don't get upset. It's business, never personal. And see, truly high value men understand that principle. But there are a lot of people out here who call themselves high value men. And we need to talk about this as a topic as well. The notion of fake it till you make it is on a lot of people's mouth today. And I need to be really clear. Uh, I need to be crystal, crystal clear with what I'm about to say. In the black community in particular, we tend to hold people out because they've lost as losers for the rest of their life. I'm sorry, that is not the way that even works. I'm sorry, that's not the way that even works. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. It never does work that way. But in the black community, we tend to do that to each other a lot. We think that just because you've had some bumps and some bruises, some things happen to you in life, that means you're permanently stuck where you are. That's bull crap. Every other group can uh, ascend, and so can black folk. Black men in particular. So I want to talk about the subject of fake it till you make it, and this high value thing as I'm about to start dropping dime on folks. So again, get your popcorn. You've been you've been asking for it, get your popcorn, but I want to talk about this as we talk about reinventing yourself. Check this man out right here. Everybody know who this is. Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Look at him. From 35 from age 35 in 1999, he wasted talent, broke in and out of prison because of his addiction to drugs and weapons and everything else. Robert Downey Jr. was a certified loser. And in 2020, he's a $300 million man. At age 55, in 20 years, he was able to go from the bottom to the top. He reinvented himself. So black men, I want you to understand, I don't care where you came from. You can reinvent yourself just like Robert Downey Jr. did, just like everyone else in this world is allowed to. 
Do not let people hold it over your head that you flunked out of college, that you were born in a single mother household, that you've been fired, that you that you had problems, that something you can choose. Look at what's going on right here. Jail, 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 jail. Every other community will not throw their felons away. They will take their felons who do the freaking work and let them be Iron Man. You know why they do that? Because they have a patriarchy of high value men. When you have a monarch, when you have a matriarchy of emotional men and women, you throw away the men who disappointed you like your daddy did. I said it. I said it. I said it. He changed his lifestyle. His films have grossed over $14 billion, making him the second highest box office star of all time. Why is that important? Because like Robert Downey Jr., who had wasted youth, he didn't listen. Robert Downey Jr. and far too many young guys today, far too many young men, period, are like Icarus. Icarus. I want to take you guys back to school. Let's go back to Icarus. Who is Icarus? The son of whatever, I can't pronounce his name, Daladeus or whoever. But Icarus and his father were both in prison. <laughs> kind of like the ghetto, right? The hood. And the only way of escaping prison were to craft these wings made out of wax and to soar above the prison to go out. But what happened? Icarus's dad said, look here, son. I got a way out, but I have done, but I know what these things are. And we, as long as you, as long as you operate according to some rules and some, to some structure, you can sail out of here and reinvent yourself. But what happened? Icarus didn't listen to the old man. Who's that old dude? Well, he's 40, 50, 60 years old. He's an old sucker. They don't know nobody. Forget you. He got the wings. Didn't listen to what the OG said. And flew and did that very thing his daddy told him not to do. Flew too close to the sun, wing melted, fell into the sea, drowned. So it's not that he didn't have a way out. It's not that he didn't have a way out. It's not that he was starting out at the bottom. And he didn't have a way to soar and reinvent himself and soar up to high value status. As he did not listen to sound advice and counsel. Why? Because like far too many folks who want to uh, claim all these statuses, you get the stuff, the money, the connections, and all the other stuff that people have all said, well, why don't you talk about the other stuff? The reason I don't talk about the other stuff is because it's variable. It's variable to somebody's particular... It's variable to your particular ethos. Where are we going with this? Well, it's time to drop down. You need those six things to be a high-value man across the board. But in my personal opinion, in order to remain a high-value man, in order to remain a high-value man, in order to keep your wings, in order to not fly too close to the sun or send too far too fast like far too many you young folks today think you got the, the, the keys to the universe because you got Google and a smartphone not realizing that these old folks who had to go to the library and use the Dewey Decimal System actually know some shit out here. And why do we know what you don't know? Because we, why do we know what you don't know? Hello, Panda Bear. Because like most, we have discipline. 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 
to train oneself to do something in a controlled or habitual way. This is not the purview of young men. This is not the purview of lower value men. Discipline requires structure, process, non-chaotic, boring, monotonous. How many times have I said, if you're not dealing, don't deal with a woman who's not under some sort of discipline. If she's not already in the gym under her own discipline or someone else's discipline, leave her alone because she's going to buck at your structure. I said it on Instagram yesterday. Before, what about you, young man? What about guys today who are high value? In order to really be a high value man, not a male, in order for all the stuff, those six principles to really work and have benefit in your life, you have to be under some sort of discipline. This is where coaching and mentoring comes into place. Advisors, if you are your own God, don't be surprised, Narcissus, when you fall into the water in love with yourself and your goddamn ego. You ain't that important. You ain't that special. There's always a bigger fish. There's always a bigger dog. There's always somebody badder, somebody cooler. There's always somebody that's coming to lap you. Discipline makes sure you don't go to sleep like the grasshopper or the or the or the or the tortoise, the tortoise in the hair, the grasshopper and the ant. We've got all these parables. Discipline. Yeah, I'm dropping dime. That's right. Discipline. See, it's cool to have all the toys and the, you know, I got the you know, I got the spinny thing, got the Rolex and got the car and the house, yeah, but do you do the work? Day in, day out, week in, week out, month in, month out, sick, not sick, not feeling good. Do you put your feelings to the side and do what it takes to get the job done? Discipline. Are you disciplined enough to intellectually respond, not emotionally react? Shout out to Sinful. Discipline. Discipline in all things. To be a high value man and maintain high value status. In order to be recognized as a high-value man and stay in the group, you must have discipline. I've already talked about dick discipline. You cannot be a high-value man and lack dick discipline. So all this running around pumping and dumping and making babies everywhere and putting yourself at potential risk for a piece of ass is not high-value behavior. I've said it for years before I got on here. Shout out to Auburn Preach. They pulled up a video. I asked the guy three years ago, how much coochie is enough? If you got to if you got to rank your manhood by the amount of uh, etches on your on your on your notch on notches on your bed post, <laughs> your manhood is rather cheap. I know because I've been there. I lacked discipline. My manhood was false. It was weak. It was bravado. It was flash. No sus. It was flash. It was symbolism over substance. It was it was pathetic. And it faltered. When I got too close to the sun, I failed. But I learned the lesson. Why? Why did I learn the lesson? Why did I learn the lesson? Because even though I may have lacked discipline, I had one of the most critical, important pieces, integrity. I was raised by in, with integrity. What, are what is integrity? A quality of being honest and having strong moral principles, moral uprightness. I was raised in the church. I was raised with a strong sense of right and wrong. Even though I don't always do right, I know the difference between right and wrong. 
integrity won't allow you to do wrong and sleep well at night. There are too many people smart in this space right now who could be slump, slinging slum and doing it just as good as anybody down on any corner or anywhere. You could be pushing weights up and so forth. You just don't want, it's not that you don't want the money, it ain't even the jail time. You don't want to be pushing poison. Integrity. Integrity is why I don't beef. It's not because I don't get pissed off. It's because I have principles that I stand by. My own code. There is a code. And I have people who have who have who have disliked me to the nth power who after, over time have realized, you know what? I may not like everything what that guy does, but integrity. Discipline and integrity are critical, in my personal opinion, to remaining high value. Integrity. What have I said? Do you know how many offers I get every day for sponsorships? Sell this, do that, promote this, promote that. You haven't sell me, you haven't seen me sell a t-shirt, a course, a a book. No no disrespect to any of those things. And they're all going to come, but what did I say? I am building a platform slow and consistent because I know what I'm selling to and where I'm selling at. And guess what? If it's good, it'll stand the test of time. You don't when you have integrity, you don't have to rush and throw everything into the market at one time. Slow will do. I learned this in sales. Glenn Gary Glenn Ross talked about how oftentimes people will go into a marketplace that's unvirgin territory, coming there with a new sales pitch, a new sales idea, sells stuff to people that they don't need, that they really don't necessarily, and dupe everybody and pollute the market for decades. Integrity stops that. Integrity. Well, Kevin, how can you say integrity and say high-value men don't cheat? They exercise options. Yes. Those two, those two things can be true at the same time. See, what a lot of you folks get hung up on is the realities of life. But there are always choices that everyone must make. Stop trying to be right all the time and listen to what a man is saying. I'm not being duplicitous. It's always been the same thing. Discipline. Integrity. What's right or wrong, what your moral principles of rightness is, or is it this person's, is it there, is the question. If it's there and it's different than someone else's, judge based on the outcomes and work with people where you can work with them. High value men don't have to be friends. They get to work, they get together and do the job and get the hell on. I work with plenty of people who probably don't like me and I don't, they might... We may not break bread together, drink beer, but you know what? We can see eye to eye on a project and build a building. <clears throat> I said I was going to drop dime. So I was going to drop dime. This is why it is so difficult to be high value under 30 years old because there's a certain amount of wisdom that comes. Knowledge is fine. You can Google something, but knowledge that knowledge has gotten cheaply is not worth a lot. If you actually had to go learn the Dewey Decimal System, go get to the library, learn the Dewey Decimal System, sit down and read the actual books, cross-reference, gather all the knowledge, sort all the knowledge, and apply all the knowledge, you'd have more respect for the knowledge. 
when you can just Google it or ask one of these apps to tell you what it is, you're living on electric cliff notes, electronic cliff notes. Icarus. Morals. A standard of behavior or belief concerning what is or is what is not what is or is not acceptable to do. Morals. Again, a moral code it will vary from religion to religion, from culture to culture, but they are there. And what does everything have in common? That there it's greater than you. And it can be, and it's something that can be acknowledged by others. So people are moving in a predictable fashion to where there's a low levels of manipulation and deceit. Market confidence. You want to understand what market confidence is? Look at what happens when a brand destroys market confidence. And look how quickly they lose stock, lose customers, lose everything else. Market confidence matters. Morals. Where your morals come from, whether they're from the church, and this is why I don't get into spirituality and religion because people have different morals. There are people who are Muslim, Hindu, uh, Buddhist, agnostic, and there are high value men in all of those sectors. So saying that in order to be high value, you must have this eliminates that. I remember I used to ask my grandmother, who was a devout Christian, devout Christian, baptized at four years old. I mean, I'm talking about old school Christian, whooping and hooping, yes, mm-hmm. And I asked her, have you ever questioned Christianity? I mean, the majority of the world believes in Allah. And the large majority, a larger part of the world is Buddhist or Hindu. I think it's kind of crazy to think the rest of the world is wrong, but she believed what she believed. Never questioned it. I questioned it. And I become okay with the paradoxes. I don't try to make science, religion a science a science of religion. <clears throat> Dropping dime. Ethics. Moral principles that governs a person's behavior or conducting of an activity. Ethical behavior. I don't deal with unethical people. If I find out you're unethical, I won't deal with you. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. I'll even go to my table and try to explain it to you. But an unethical person can't be trusted. What your, what your mama used to tell you, grandma used to tell you, if you lie, you steal. If you steal, you kill. That's a problem with ethics. There are things that you could or could not do, but ethically should you. Well, what, Kevin, well, hold on, that high-value man. See, you, you keep getting stuck on high-value man having options. Because a man has a, because someone has an option, does that mean that they have to do it? No, but you want to argue on the fact that whether they have the option, you can't even see the forest for the trees because you're stuck on stupid, worrying about something that don't even really concern you. 
Worry about your situations, how you run and govern yourself, and who you are and who you want to be. Why is that important? Because I flashed Robert Downey Jr. earlier, right? I flashed Robert Downey Jr. earlier because I think it's funny that so many people, other people in the world are allowed to ascend when we, 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 just, we just cut ourselves off. Hello, Icarus. There's good old Icarus. You know, Harold Robert Downey Jr. So many folks cut themselves off. You can't fail. Well, who are you? You've been, you've been divorced twice and so and so forth. That's what you believe. I believe Robert Downey Jr. Like I say, thank you, Robert Downey Jr. Thank you, Lizzo. If everybody else can do it, why can't you? Discipline, integrity, morals, and ethics. Told you I was going to drop dime. If you to be a high-value man, in my opinion, and you want to maintain high-value status and actually have real gravitas and legacy, some sort of dime needs to be in your formula on top of the other six things. The other six things will get you into the game. But whether or not you stay in the game, discipline, integrity, morals, and ethics Look at that as your high-value stamina. There are a lot of people who are high-value Icarus. HVI. They get there and they flame out. Because if you don't do the work, when no one's looking, it becomes hard to maintain what it is you say you are. All the things I just described lead into what can be classified as a person's character. Mental and moral qualities distinctive to an individual, a person's good reputation, a personal brand, an image. You can sum it up as a person's character. And like high value, we often talk about these concepts, but we never put it to paper and define what they mean. I defined high value, what it meant and what it traditionally means. It's multi-layered. It's multifaceted. That's why it's so difficult to maintain, attain at a young age. It requires a certain amount of experience, failures, wisdoms, recalibrations, losses. This is why... Far too many young guys want to be taken seriously like Icarus. And you get frustrated when the old guys are telling you something. And it's like, well, uh, y'all don't know what the hell you're talking about. There's always been an Icarus. But they're not telling you because they're trying to hate on you. They're telling you because they don't want you to die. But again, so many of us have such a negative relationship with masculine authority and manhood in our own culture. We buck when a man older than us tells us anything because we are all men. Oh, <laughs> wrong. <sighs> now, I'm going to say something that I think is critical. All those things comprise a person's character. 
one thing that I think is paramount in my particular way of looking at all this is I often talk about humility. When I'm talking to women, I say it, and same with men, an accurate estimation of what is. The 48 Laws of Power talks about it. Rudyard Kipling's If is one of my favorite writings in the world. If you can walk with kings and not lose the common touch. Humility. Humility. A modest or low view of one's own importance or humbleness. You want to see a person's true character? Give them power. True power is not in what you can do. True power comes in what you do not do. One of the fruits of the spirit in Christianity is meekness, strength under control. It takes a lot of strength, a lot of discipline to not beef, to not do something that you could do. I'm talking about me. Now talk about what's going on on YouTube right now. I'm talking about me. I wasn't always that way. But you can fail, learn, and, and do better. But you have to be humble. You have to recognize that there's always a bigger fish. Humility. It's been said so many times, the people you step on on the way up are the people you see on the way down. Icarus. Humility. Whether it was 10,000, 20,000, 100,000, or a million, I still go and talk to who I talk to because I'm always trying to get better. I've learned and saw other high-value men that I respect and said, if they can do it, why can't I? But I must do what they do and then cater it to my way of thinking. The best leaders are the best students. So we get into all this high-value Alpha, this, such, and so forth. Chest beating, chest thumping. Sure, that's a competitive part of all that. But what is underlying all of that? I don't have time to go into all of these things when I speak about high value because there's only so much time in the day. And just because you don't understand what high value means, and just because it's not listed in the principles, and because, well, that person's not a Christian, that person's not a Muslim. What is, does he believe in God or does he believe in Allah? Is atheist? Those are variables. So basically, um, what Kevin Samuels has basically said, right, um, when it comes to um, his dime theory, right, when it comes to dime, um, the dime theory that he um, basically dropped dime on high value men um, basically reflects the foundation of what makes a man, according to Kevin Samuels' words and his opinion, high value. And again, to quickly advise it, um, discipline, integrity, Morals and ethics, right? Ethics comes with humility, morality, ethics. They're all basically all part of immunity, which is what I preach about every damn day. When shit literally comes falling the wayside and when shit don't go your way, right? When things literally go fall the wayside and shit collapses, even though you did the best that you could, right? What are you going to fall back on, right? Integrity and humility, right? 
your basis, your foundation of what makes who you are, your character. It's basically what going to dictate you where you're not going to be a high value man. Basically, like be like a huge impact, not just basically affecting family or affecting local community, but also affecting the region and possibly affecting a nation or globally. You feel what I'm saying? So that's what Kevin Samuels is basically discussing. It represents character. Now, he does say that high value man clearly doesn't, according to Kevin Samuels, he does say that high value men don't cheat, they exercise options. Now, in his words, okay, in Kevin Samuels' words, God rest his soul, that doesn't mean that high value men should exercise options recklessly, right? And we're going to be discussing all these parts later on in that episode to actually like dig um, fully deep into the matter. Sick boy squad, baby! Yeah! 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 Alright, so ladies and gentlemen, let's revise um, the points of the leftovers. And in this case, we will be discussing um, about the leftover man. Right? So... Revising the points that we see here, a left of a man is one, a man who is bitter and arrogant for no reason or for a jealous reason. Um, two, a man who is deeply traumatized, um, like the left of a woman, the left of a man is deeply traumatized and is unwilling to heal or not find the right source to heal, i.e. therapists, i.e. psychiatrists, i.e. any other mentors that would be able to help him in there and get him to the right path, right? And another point, a man who is filled with pure unrighteousness, unrighteous hatred, right, which is like a permanent leftover man. Another one would be a man who sets up a false criminal allegation, right, could be a false assault charge or a false robbery charge. That's a permanent leftover man. Another one would be a man who murders unjustly. That's a permanent leftover man. And basically, another one would be a man who assists in covering for the murderer or the abuser. That's also a permanent leftover man. And another point that they see what defines a leftover man is someone, a man who assists in cover, a man who intensely attacks with bodily harm, right? And it could be temporary or it could be permanent if the man causes paralysis to the victim or kills the victim, right? Another point when it comes to the left of a man is a man who abuses psychologically or physically, right? I ain't like a domestic violence incident. Basically abuses psychologically towards a woman, you know, basically tries to restrict the woman's freedom of choice. You have a left of a man, right? Another point when it comes to the left of a man is a man who has multiple kids by multiple women, i.e. serial impregnator. Serial sleep. And another point with that, when it comes to the left of a man, is a man who's very deep in securities, literally take over the daily routine. And last but not least, when the point of the left of a man is a man who is unwilling to improve and involve himself on all angles to the best of his ability, right? On his standards, keyword, his standards right not by the standards of all these other strangers all right so let's try and read the points off that now let's go dig deeper onto the man of spear you feel me see boys my baby yeah yeah yeah
So, ladies and gentlemen, um, as you may have heard, um, I've actually um, dug into the manosphere around late 2020, early 2021, around the time that I was dismissed um, from the PhD program at Howard University in mathematics, just because I came up short in three courses, unfortunately. Me already gotten a civil engineering bachelor's degree up at Delaware, and me already having um, a master's degree in applied mathematics and statistics in Hunter College. Um, I wanted to try and take, take my thesis like a bit further and try and play with it some more and have some more fun. And actually trying to take the big risk and actually doing the whole PhD thing and see how it went. Made it within like a good year and a half. Actually tried to duke it out. I was actually this close to actually pass, passing my first qualifying exam. But I came up short by a few questions, um, unfortunately. But I digress from the point. I, I put as much effort as I can to actually try to stay afloat and to try to stay alive. And to try to survive in advance. Unfortunately, things just um, didn't go um, the way that I planned to be, which was okay, right? So I took some time off in between, you know, basically helped uh, my sister when we were living together up in D.C. trying to get herself adjusted. And I was hearing some things, and I was hearing advice um, from my nanny, uh, my then uh, nanny at the time, who um, used to be a living nanny with us literally for over 10 years um, when both mom and dad were working, uh, when we Monique and I were growing up as kids, Monique um, being my youngest sister. Um, she would actually give me some very um, strategic advice when it comes to like, other strangers and actually other women when they actually grow up in a space, even though they may have professional jobs. She always, always says the importance of actually trying to measure women when it comes to character. Because you will see women literally lying to other dudes and they end up serving literally serious prison time up in the states, up in state, right? Over some that they done didn't do over like some hearsay and his freedom gets taken away for a good portion of his life. You know what I'm saying? And then in some cases, you know, you got some dudes not even handling emotions uh, correctly when you see a woman go through, like, all her barbaric, unpredictable, hormonic tantrums going off, like, wishy-washy, health to skelter literally all over the place. And because where they felt like they gave everything they had, but yet it's still not enough, and they get drained out, they end up losing their stuff, and then boom, another DV charge. You know, my nanny has to tell me some stories about that. And that's what really led me into the unfortunate deep dark um, rabbit hole of the manosphere. I was actually doing some digging, digging when it comes to these things. You know, starting with, you know, Kevin Samuels, the whole nine yards. And then you look at Fresh and Fit. Then you look at another dude by the name of Coach Greg Adams. I already have discussed those things up in the Illegitimate Fresh and Fit podcast, um, part four. Or it's probably part three, one of these episodes. You can definitely check those out um, by Eliezer, where else I'll be able to explain to it in full detail. And while I was watching Kevin Samuels' monologues and all his live streams when he was actually, um, actually like bringing women on to actually call in, and women were actually calling into his show um, via Zoom or any other set that they have, right? Now, I- I've watched some of the behaviors and I saw some of the body language um, that basically went down. Um, you know what I mean? Um, when it came to that, and I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, wow, this is some of the stuff that they'll try to pull, like, with all these cues that they have. And I know my sister was actually taking a bit of a back on this at first. <laughs> and I, I can understand why I'm not, and this is not, to, this is not to fully say that it's her fault, right? And I've discussed with this whole situation early on, 
And you already know about the story with August, you know, me getting readmitted, getting reaccepted and everything. Because, you know, I got booted off once, but they had me on academic probation and they literally screwed the whole um, re-acceptance over by sending to email that didn't even existed. So that made me feel hard-headed in a way, saying that, nah, they don't really value me as much as they claim to do. So I trust them, you know, ghost them, did my own thing, and literally started to build and try to learn what I could do given the skills that I know. And I didn't fully realize how much power I have and how much impact that could bring solving arguably some of the most complex problems and doing the most complex modeling um, to include computerized metrics, hand metrics that you see, not just up in the nation, up in the United States, but also in the world. You know what I'm saying? Literally starting salaries with whatever position, whether it be like a statistician or it could be a data analyst, data scientist, data engineer, machine learning engineer, full stack developer, software engineer, Mayday salaries literally start off around 80 grand a year, 90 grand a year, 100 grand a year, 110 grand a year, 120, 130 grand a year. You know what I'm saying? And to Kevin Sanders' point, you still gotta, you gotta make that money consistently for five straight years. So imagine all the pressure you earn that money while you literally trying to solve in complex problems day in and day out. And with that money coming in, comes all this unexpected like um, services, all this unexpected servitude. People are actually trying to come in and say, "Hey, what's up?" People that I ain't even know, I even recognize. People that actually literally just distance me off, flaked on me. Now I want to try and join in my circle. When dealing with all those things, all all the potential possibilities that literally can come by with me being a potential target now, and that's how I end up finding the manosphere. But I didn't fully realize. In some cases, how that man, man, that manosphere dits can actually come down to be, until I actually watched Albert Pitt's Albert Pitt's video on uh, Fresh and Fit's hypocrisies, and the way that they actually been the way they actually been like yelling and talking to women any kind of way in their show, and a lot of women are actually taken aback by it, they are insulted by it, and it forced me to actually reevaluate thoroughly on like what they actually saying, what their mindsets are. You know what I mean? It is really insane. You question some of the theories that they have. You challenge some of the theories that they actually done pulled up, which I have challenged up in my podcast. You know, the sad, <coughs> the very, excuse me, the very, very sad truth of the matter um, when it comes to, you know, the self-proclaimed high-value male lifestyles a lot of web pillars, you know, um, claim to be. It's like basically a classic line that, you know, they tell you, hey, you make the money first, you get the guap first, you make around six figures of income, and then you get your abs up in shape, you know, get yourself to the best possible physical shape that you can, get yourself right, woman will automatically fleece onto you. And I am literally here to tell you, right, that unfortunately that type of fallacy is not enough. Because when you see women literally flock up into you, it's literally like a much deeper perspective into that. The women that you see, most of them, is basically going to be the woman that are literally trying to use you up and literally spit you out. They're not going to, most of those women that you see there aren't going to literally love and feel for you in a literally, in a literal, genuine, man, genuine matter. 
You know what I mean? That type of fallacy ain't enough alone. You know what I mean? Most men actually earn that type of lifestyle and like, you know, get hooked on the red pill thinking that's going to give them automatic ass. No, it will not. It still requires more work. Handling haram, handling women, dealing with one night stands, dealing with dates. Even let alone being a relationship in marriage, it's really like a full-time job. You know what I'm saying? And it is very, very deep than what you think. You know, um, I never really fully understand how to uh, communicate with women until at first 2014 during my time in graduate school um, when I studied um, basically um, some systems um, under Marnie Kinris, um, basically using the wing girl method uh, to basically study like, you know, female nature, how, like, you know, women act, women operate, how women communicate. And basically, like, learning how to move and learning how to act accordingly with uh, the proper decorum, right? And since then, um, I had a good friend of mine basically take me out down to, uh, down to the city late nights, you know, going to random bars, random club, clubs up in the Lower East Side, um, up by Houston, you know what I mean? And that's when I really started getting more and more comfy, and I thought to myself, you know, let me try and actually just... Go around the NYC area, start building up confidence, start trying to talk to new people and try to practice and communicate more and work on body language um, literally a bit better so I could try and actually try to listen to understand rather and try to listen to respond and listen to hear. You know what I'm saying? So I've been literally doing that over the years and my confidence have been brewing like year after year after year. Now there's some tweaks and some tweaks that I still had to improve on You know when it comes to the whole demonstrating a high value asset and when it comes to game because i've been on a few dates not really of high quality but i've been through like a few days over the years um that i have yet to advance on and i'm slowly getting better with so i i can give you like a bit good bit of a taste on how to read and how to react and how to listen um thoroughly um when it comes to like a woman's behavior and when it comes to how women respond right so with that Right, when it comes to actually starting to uh, dealing with women, right, as the red post would tell you, right, the realistic approach of how to handle a situation would just be to try communicating, just simply talk to people, practicing communication skills with people, practicing communication skills with women, direct and indirect communication in a respectful manner is definitely required in order for you to actually succeed and thrive in a space. In order for you to have um, your knots can't increase um, as you claim to be, to actually be like one of the top knots um, professional pickup artists in the game, if you want to try and take that route and go with the 1500, 1600 knots cast, whatever it may be, right? Most women will naturally fall for a guy with tight game and perceive DHV. And what we mean by demonstrating a high value in action is not by leaning with your wallet. Not by leaning with your money, not by dressing like extremely flashy, actually trying to like use all the materialistic items that you have up in your store. It's leading within you. It's leading within your inner, inner confidence, within your inner experience, leading within your calmness when dealing with women, right? Leading within your calmness when you're dealing with like multiple bonus over the place when you see like other dudes come by and actually try to talk with them and try to take your girl, right? Leading with inner confidence when you've been dealt with like such high adversity that you never experienced before. And trust me, I'm black and I have Asperger's syndrome. So you imagine all the crazy falls that I'd be dealing with 
and all the type of stuff that I really have to try to bypass and try to create my own systems just so I could try to get by in life ready to try to kiss ass people. You know what I'm saying? Taking a shit ton of risk, right? I understand how to take a shit ton of risk and succeeding even trying to fail and learning from your endeavors and learning from your risks and continuing to build from there and continue to craft multiple detours just to build your inner confidence and to build your inner worth. That's what demonstration of higher value really is truly about. And in my personal opinion, in my personal opinion, right, in order for you to be a true high value man, right, men need to master four areas of their lives the best way they can. It's in the social, number one. Number two, it's in the physical. Number three, it's in the educational. And last but not least, and the fourth is financial, right? The first one, when it comes to social, you know, we're talking about game and social proof, you know. Huge shout out to Mystery. Huge shout out to Ianni from Authentic Alphas. Huge shout out to Paul Jenka, by the way. Huge shout out to John Anthony Lifestyle when it comes to these types of situations. Shout out to Bobby Rio as well. Um, game and social proof, right? And what we mean by social proof is actually the demonstration of high value from within having like a very strong following up in the socials, whether it be LinkedIn, visual LinkedIn's, um, up at your job, up at your family, up with your crew. You know what I'm saying? That's what I mean when it comes to the social. The physical, you know, the second part of the whole game, maintaining exercise, you know, getting yourself right, man. Basically making yourself, you check yourself, you check yourself psychologically and mentally, trying to calm yourself down. Not only actually trying to get your nerves calmed down, but you have a better position to be able to lose some of the necessary weight off so that you don't have to be worrying about going to the hospital sooner or actually getting into the morgue. Regular checkups, you know. Basically trying to take me a help with your PCP or a doctor if you're able to afford the money. And also, proper nutrition, right? Proper nutrition, like what you eat, you know, whether it's like nutrients, what type of food you get. Trying to try limit the amount of fast food that you have up in your plate, right? The third is educational, right? In which you either could take a white collar route or you could take a blue collar route. So the white collar basically means you just go through like a college or university um, to either get your associates, um, your bachelor's, your master's, um, PhD, postdoctorate, juris doctorate, medical doctorate. That's for the universities, right? Blue collar may involve a trade, right? Physical trade with your hands, right? It could be trade school. It could be cosmetology school. You know, that's what you, that's what you mean when it comes to blue collar. And last but not least, we got the financial here, right? Basically using the money that you earned from your income, from your yearly income, whether it be like a white collar, blue collar job, you earn that. You take some of that money, you hedge that shit literally into stocks, bonds, real estate, cryptocurrency, startup businesses side businesses and try and build into your hobby, right? Based on the interest of your target needs that you try to develop, right? And the target audience that you're trying to get. And you do all that stuff for fun. You know what I'm saying? Get yourself out there. Get yourself noticed. You know what I mean? That's basically what the financialist has. Now, if at least one of the four are massive with effort, in my opinion, it could be possible that you may not be able to live a fruitful life. It can be possible. It's not definite. But it can be possible, right? Because you can master, you know, the social and get everything there. But if you don't have the financial and educational stuff in order, you know, if you got a girl in line and you try to bag them, 
you're not gonna last. Hey, like that girlfriend not gonna be with you for a really long time if you're not really improving all the other three areas, right? Now you could be skilled in the educational, you could be skilled in the physical, and you could be skilled in the financial as well. But if your social game ain't really tight, you know what I mean. If your social skills ain't well rounded, you will not last either. You're not gonna be able to find a woman that generally loves you or genuinely truly cares about you, the individual. Rather than you just having all these materialistic eyes and all the materialistic crap that you got up in your view, right? So, there's like another situation that you can have in regards to that. Now, the key thing here. If you act arrogant with ego and hubris that leads to denial, you know, and it's not going to be just women that can end up buying dogs and dying alone. Men too that act that way can end up buying dogs and dying alone. You feel me? Right? And that goes for some folks literally up in the red pill space. Now, the potential high-value jobs that you guys could get, right? Entrepreneur, a very successful entrepreneur for like a number of years, you know, if the company is wildly successful, right? You could be a highly decorated person in the entertainment industry as long as, you know, that person manages his or her money right and that person acts responsible with, with responsible the quorum like a Derek Jeter, Right? Any position that's in the STEM field, science, technology, engineering, mathematics, right? And you go in there and you work your ass off for like a very good four or five year period, you get easily paid big time money for solving some of the world's most difficult problems. Being a doctor, right? Being a physician, you know, salaries like starting off, you know, it's going to be crazy salary, but get go come four or five years in, you know, your salary could be literally be up in the six figures and up. Could be million dollars, could be half a million dollars, you know, because you're serving a region, right? You're trying to save like a bunch of people's lives literally throughout the region and get the proper diagnosis. A lawyer, right? Lawyers solve some crazy cases, you know. They serve regions, they serve, you know, when in various countries, given the laws and where they license to practice, depending on what state they practice in. It could be international law as well, which they license to practice in multiple countries also as defense attorneys, right? And then you got the politics side where you actually just serve a region and be like a DA or like one of those legal prosecutors there. But, you know, they got like some wickedness up in there behind the scenes. But they do get paid a six-figure salary also. Top-level supervisor, right? You're basically are responsible for hiring and firing a bunch of people that actually work in your connects, handling uh, the, the handling the situation in your country, I mean, within your company, excuse me. Um, based on a certain task that lie ahead on what the company tends to do. And you mainly serve that region and that supervisor role in that region. And they can mainly work under like a big time manager or a big regional or a uh, main CEO within that firm. And they actually um, go obliged under um, that uh, supervisor, supervisor role. They go to their supervisor, whether it be their manager or uh, their regional director. And they present the results that actually came by um, during the work that they've done over the period of time, right? And the supervisor role could range, and they do have some six figures depending on if the person is of summa cum laude and they graduate summa cum laude, if they work their way up for like around four, five, six years, they could be earning a minimum of $100,000 a year, right? Regional man supervisor, same thing, could be higher. You know, the star salary could be like about $108,000, even $200,000 a year as well. CEO, COO, CFO, where you run the whole entire company, where you run nations and you run worlds, impact those whole regions, 
could be a million dollar yearly salary or a salary of about four or five million dollars, give or take, which is rare, right? Stockbroker. You know, if you actually like handle stocks or saving head stocks, your salary could be literally up in the six, seven digits, right? Heads for traders, same thing. Now to the blue collar stuff, right? Electrical installs and repairs, um, depending on how well expensive you are, you know, it could go up into the hundred thousand dollar range. Aircraft mechanics and service technicians, you know, stone salaries that you could get if you continue further, it could be up to the hundred thousand dollar range and above. Elevator installs and repairs, same thing. Pile driver operators, hundred thousand dollars and up. Petroleum pump system operators, same thing. Police officers, if you're a police chief and you come in as a sheriff. You're coming in with high salary. Constructing and building inspectors, right? Could come by up to like $100,000 a year, depending on how much experience you have. Telecommunication equipment installer, same thing. And powerhouse substation related Paris, power plant operator, salesperson, right? The previous three, about 100K salesperson, depending on how much you sell and how well your mouthpiece is tired and actually had silly selling the product and relating to the people that's there. If you are a successful salesperson, you could literally net in six, seven digits a year, right? Digital marketer, same thing, especially when it comes to being an influencer on YouTube. Real estate agent, if you actually actually close deals on homes within a good portion of the region, you could earn six figures a year. Air traffic controller, you know, earn six figures yearly as well. And also note, I, I, I want I want to make make some very very clear. After reading, you know, the millionaire next door. And at the end of the day, it's not about yearly income. It's about net worth. All right. All about net worth for the end of the day. And income does not equal net worth. Okay. Income is a part of net worth, but it does not fully equal. Income basically means you got active income. Then you got passive income. Then you got all that residual income that you have from like all your other endeavors. And then you got the money coming from stocks and bonds. Then you got the money council coming in for real estate. And which is why I understand why Kevin Sam is saying, hey, you got to make six figures for a number of five years in order to be high value, right? How much have you saved and hedged money-wise to build your wealth at the end of the day? And also take note, high value does not, I repeat, does not equal being wealthy. Wealth is always blind to the beholder, all right? It always will be blind to a beholder because all that stuff you see is literally personal because the more you actually try to lead with your wallet, the more you try to taste, the bigger the target that you will become. And that I will promise you. I will literally promise you on that. Say boys what, baby! Yeah! 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 You know... I, um, because this one's really getting deep, right? You know, when it comes to um, morals of mine that I mainly followed through my life, I'm um, mainly going up and literally going on, on 31 years old now, um, basically um, dealing with um, two months, you know, since turning 31. This is actually my, my um, second month actually being 31 as of uh, today, right? You come to have um, certain expectations and certain things that you uh, tend to acknowledge that you tend to value more. And you tend to um, have those types of uh, priorities dealt with. Now with me, right? I personally would rather 
be earning about $25,000, $30,000 a year with the community on my side, especially with big, like a shit ton of family support, than to have literally like at least minimum $100,000 a year with literally no support, no community backing me. Yes, maybe yeah, I may be actually boning women here and there, but yet, you know, you don't know if they're going to be using you. You don't know if they'll actually, like, love me genuinely and all that stuff. You get the literally feeling empty inside, right? And I've been actually studying, like, multiple ways to literally communicate with people and especially women. You know, when it comes to, like, studying all these um, dating coaches, you know, actually trying to study some of the stuff that they have in their books. And I've actually gotten myself more to hand of actually just like getting more comfortable actually approaching um, certain people literally over the years. And I'm slowly getting better at that. I'm slowly actually getting better with dates and actually slowly getting a little bit better with closing and actually looking up with more people that actually just literally dealing with reads. I just literally have to make sure I have to be more stern in what my standards are and actually stick with them and do a much better job with them, especially when I'm dealing with like more attractive women down the line. And actually trying to maintain that attention. That's something that I really have to work on. Right? Over the years, um, what I've learned after studying like some from some of the experts they have, um, including Bobby Rio, including Race the Priest, um, Steve the Dean Williams, Tariq Nasheed, um, John Anthony Lifestyle, right? Alex from Playing with Fire, you know, Paul Jenka. You know what I'm saying? Definitely him, Paul Jenker as well, right? Alpha Male Strategies also, um, even Kevin Samuels, right? Well, what I've learned um, literally over these years, right? There's a huge cost of living that high high value lifestyle, especially when you're dealing with um, the Knott's Count Equation, you know, if you know what I mean, right? And what I've learned um, throughout this whole ordeal, right? When dealing with those knots counts, once you get like way too used to actually actually bagging women, actually like searching for like literally new pussy every night, and becomes repetitive so much so that like it's literally numb to you. You get bored and do charm. There's some dudes that literally get bored over the years, like when they actually approach like in their 30s and 40s, and there may be other men that may not may not even ever get bored, and they can hit literally hit up like the thousand knots count, right? Banging them out, literally being the cookie monster, you know, clapping cheeks. Right, but the reality when it comes to the big um, knots count discussion, right? Because you're hearing it from like certain red pillars, you know. For example, Myron Gaines saying, you know, at minimum, um, according to Myron Gaines' opinion, you need to have a knots count of 50 women to bag in order for you to partly um, be a high-value man, according to Myron Gaines' opinion. Actually, that's a complete bullshit. There's no need that you don't you know, have to actually really try to bag them that way and actually try to chase just to actually try to make yourself a man. Because if you do that, you're you know, literally going to end up simping, in my personal opinion. Right? But the high-value lifestyle, as I said before, does not, I repeat, not guarantee gay ass at all. It's not going to give you any ass whatsoever that's going to literally be genuine, right? Ain't no way in hell, it, it, it ain't no way in hell it's going to give you automatic genuine ass because, you know, you're going to be hearing this stuff on the red post saying, okay, you know, women always wait for the finish line once, like, the man is well established. In many cases, it could be, but if that's the case, you know, for many of them, it's not going to be as sincere. It's going to mean this is going to make the dating pool way, way harder for you, right? You know, what I've learned from, like, some of these gurus out there, they, 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 they're basically um, explaining more with dealing with volume, right? 
in order to actually get like the girl that you truly want and actually get that genuine woman, you have to really try to work on volume while slowly improve your communication skills at the same time while leading the dates. And then once you do it like between getting the volume and getting the phone number, then you gotta do it for all the minor logistics that you really have to improve when it comes to communication. Then comes the date itself so with actually no guarantee that you're gonna be getting like you're gonna be getting laid at your house, right? Because there's gonna be a lot of hidden factors you may not know, you may not see. Or you may not fully understand what your data is actually thinking, right? That's why I actually like deal with these types of situations and actually try to deal with rejection as well, right? <laughs> and one thing that I never forgot um, when it came to a hot fees broker or the roommate, shout out to him, is that you want to try and make sure that you get with women throughout your journey that truly value you for who you are, that truly value you for your flaws. And your willingness to improve and use the weed out process when dealing with women with the intention probably marry from there and weed out um, based on these certain characteristics, um, not just on looks alone. Because as we know, as we age, looks unfortunately do fade. They are out of the equation. What you need to literally look for a woman is actual character, right? The actual ideology, the actual mindset. You know what I mean? Yes, the career is everything is definitely nice because he has her smarts, but what does he do literally outside the job that's going to help elevate you? You know what I'm saying? And to take it a step further in this, right? The more you up your knots count, from what I study, the more you up the risk of actually impregnating a woman and getting, the, getting venereal diseases from any sexual method, which could be including that hot sauce. The hives, Ayo! the AIDS, gonorrhea, you know what I'm saying? Any form of pee burning and ripping your dick. Oh, no, 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 no. That, 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 that is literally, literally scary. But now, obviously, you could definitely lower that risk of pregnancy, you know, by using the condoms, birth control, spermicide combined. And even see, you can definitely use uh, protection on her end as well, but... Still doesn't really guarantee a clean, safe from pregnancy and STDs. You know, the condom could rip. You know, specimens. You can actually sneak in some specimens up in her vagina. You know, you, you can't really fully know for sure. Which actually leads to the point that those types of med condoms, latex polyurethane, you know, big size, whether or not basically the size, depending on like the size of your dick, do, does matter. Right? So say one partner gets allergic to latex. Don't ever, 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 ever believe that your female partner can't get pregnant without condoms or have birth control. Ain't no guarantee. If she don't want to do it, make sure you have her give you hand jobs or blow jobs strictly only. Alright? Polyurethane and line skin condoms can definitely work, but they're not as effective as latex condoms, unfortunately, when it comes to pregnancy as well as protection. And unfortunately, you know, you get a girl pregnant, game over. Right? Because there could be trauma involved and anxiety, whether or not your woman decides to get an abortion or even decides to have that child and you're going to be forced to actually deal with fatherhood and literally forced to grow up quickly, right? Actually becoming a father and actually trying to raise that child. You know what I mean? You could be end up being like one of those serial impregnators, literally impregnating, like having all these unplanned pregnancies, all these multiple women all over, you know, and, and, and you may not even know it. You may not even prepare for it. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, as I stated earlier, as I stated before, you master the game of bagging women, you know, popping knots count up, you know, getting up to the hundreds and thousands, you know. There's a chance that you could get bored over time and feel lonely if you feel that itch, right? 
and it can happen to any man. Some men can still actually keep going on, but there's others that say, nah, I'm really going bored with this shit. I want, I, really, I literally really want to have, you know, a serious wife and literally grow old and have a family together. You know what I mean? That could come into play also. And when once that's noticed, and once they know who you are, once women find out who you are, whether it be like that region or social media, they can easily sense the player rage. If they know she bagged like a bunch of their friends, if, you know, they're showing off that she actually banged, bagging a bunch of women all over the globe, right? It's a bit harder not to leave a trail of side pieces, you know, whenever social media is in play, especially when you're dealing with online dating as well. Now, if, you know, you end up having a serious girlfriend and she notices that you're way too busy with work and not creating time to spend with her, she knows that a trail of you bagging other women, she's going to actually grow more resentment towards you and lose respect for you, which is everything in a relationship, as I've stated earlier before, right? Respect goes both ways. And once a woman loses respect for you, it's really hard to get it back. And more than likely, it's going to possibly be game over. You know what I mean? Because there's many ways that a woman could lose respect for you in that way. That's definitely one of them. Um, the others, I can, I've definitely discussed that basically in the previous parts also. And also, please note that these erections are literally hard, wide, and a brain based on what you see whether it could be porn, whether it could be anything that you could be interested in, or whether you could see an actual woman that actually um, deals with um, those types of issues, whatever is attractive. And also take note, um, Neil Strauss, for example, um, the author of the best-selling novel The Game um, back in 2005, you know, really got rid of his player ways the moment that he met his wife, um, who um, then wife, who wedded in 2013. And um, so much so, even before that he married, you know, he literally had to go on like a no-fat binge um, through a psychologist for like three months because he was literally going hot, hot and heavy. All these other women and porn stars literally getting wired up in the brain. And even during his marriage, he ended up cheating as well. And unfortunately, they ended up separating and later on dealing with a divorce. Um, they have shared a son together, right? So when dealing with this lifestyle, right, if you will, right, if you choose to go by and, you know, live the player lifestyle and live the whole um, fresh and fit lifestyle you be and, like, live, like, the whole Mac life all the way, like, through the age of 60, um, that's definitely fine, right? But if you don't develop those skills where you'll be able to actually meet a genuine woman literally down the line that's going to literally hold you down all the way throughout time, there's going to be a very strong chance that you could literally end up dying alone. You know what I mean? And anyone... And I repeat, anyone, any man, okay, has to be tent has the potential to become high value. But in economic times, especially in the times that we're living today, um, resources are literally so finite to the point that not everyone, not every man, can become high value. So, so much so that everyone end up getting like a hundred thousand dollars, and they end up earning a hundred thousand dollars yearly. Come tomorrow. Guarantee inflation will literally be spiking right now and demand and the price will literally jack all the way up. Which means that the weighted average would definitely move to that point where the normal, the new stats in order to be high value will literally be close to a million dollars. And that will definitely wind the weights gap for sure. So that's going to be literally few and far between. And that's any, econo any economist that can actually tell you these things in regards to it. You know, it is logically economically impossible for everyone to become high value and best believe that Sleep on the floor, baby. 
Alright, gentlemen and some ladies. Um, now that we have all this craziness that's literally like gone out the way and dealing with all of these craziness and theories that I pointed out, in my opinion, what um leftovers truly are, um, both on the women's side as well as the man's side. Um and side note, I know it's been a while since I actually posted for a bit. And for that I truly apologize. I've been actually building a bunch of stuff literally over the past six, eight weeks. You have no idea how busy I've been been actually like posting up content left and right um, up in these YouTube streets. If you know what I mean, y'all can go check it out under my channel there, Chronicles. You're going to love it. Now, I digress. Let's go back to the conclusion at hand, right? As I stated earlier, right? Understand that anyone, any woman, any man, can be a leftover at any given time for any given reason if he or she is down on his luck and he or she is unwilling to change, right? I've been a leftover at many points literally throughout my life and I literally had to look deep hard in the mirror and get like a deep hard look in the mirror to see where I was at and actually try to diagnose um, my situation on how I could try to bounce back from these situations I am in. And yes, Christian Paul himself, your host himself, yours truly, is a leftover right now because he's working, doing everything he can, actually trying to get himself up in that dad science field, you know, self-proclaimed high value potential, $100,000 and up that type of ordeal. But I know that I have like a very, very long road ahead of me to try and get to where I need to do. And I'm doing everything in my power to try and get back up on my feet after having some setbacks when it comes to academics, when it comes to social life, getting everything improved the best way that I can and try to learn and build up on new ideas every single day. So I don't have to worry about making the same mistakes as often as I did in the past. Now, with those theories that I've stayed actually challenging, what the late Kevin Samuels has explained, which I actually disagree with some of his stuff on the leftovers to a point. Excuse me. I don't say these theories to literally try to put anyone down and make a mockery out of anybody. I say these things and I explain these theories and my reasoning for them and the evidence to actually back those up in the hopes of folks learning from my personal mistakes as well as have men and women improve to the best of their ability um, by any means necessary in a legal way, right? So the question I want to ask you guys is this. Do you really want to die alone up in a hospital bed with literally no family support? Or you only have like a wife or even a girlfriend to actually help you side by side, right? Maybe let's extend a side piece. I know family members can still hold you down basically on the side. But do you have your companion? To help support you, right? When you fail, you get ill. When you all of a sudden you go to the hospital bed, you know, your dogs, your cats, you know, they can do, they can bark, they can be like your caring companions, but they're not gonna prescribe you medicine. All they're gonna do is sniff, all they're gonna do is play and purr, okay, and bark and bite. That's all they're going to do. 
They're not going to prescribe you any medication. They actually try to help assist you with like getting out of the bedroom, help you potty, help you piss, help you shit, you name it, right? That's that's the big question that I really want to leave you with this, right? So with that, and again, revise the points with the leftovers, what they are again. Someone who is bitter and negative for no reason for a jealous reason. Still find those things myself today. Someone who is deeply traumatized and willing to heal and not find the right source to heal. You know, um, example would be, you know, that little um, wannabe therapist lady that's literally losing her mind up on TikTok, the green black men. That's one example. I'll get to that in like another episode in the weeks to come. Someone who's filled parents and pure unrighteousness hatred. Someone who sets a false criminal allegation. Someone who murders unjustly. Someone who assists and comes from the murder of the abuser. Someone who intensely has to bodily harm. Someone who abuses psychologically or physically. Someone who has multiple kids by multiple partners, which could be a serial impregnator or a reckless baby mother. Someone whose deep insecurities literally take over their daily routine. Someone who is unwilling to improve and evolve themselves and on angles. And also understand you cannot please anyone. And also suspected, if a woman has aborted feces over the years, this is something that you can, you can suspect, not really fully guarantee. Right. And like I have said before in previous parts, a man or a woman that is over 35 and unmarried does not automatically equal a leftover, which I disagree with Kevin Samuels on. So with that being said, right. RIP to the late Kevin Samuels. Very deep condolences go out to his family and friends in regards to his ordeal over three months or grow three months ago, ever since he passed away from hypertension, right? And I will actually discuss his hypertension situation up in like a podcast clip um, when it comes to the in-betweens in the weeks to come. So please, please, please be on the lookout for that. But what I want you guys to learn and want you dudes and you ladies to fully learn from these things if you know you're struggling, if you know you're having some issues, if you know you feel unhealed, don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to go to a therapist if need be if you ever have the money to afford for it. If you have family members that are professional therapists, go to them and actually try to have them hash out your issues or see if they'd be able to assist you financially helping you get the therapist that you deserve so that you'll be able to be fully psychologically and emotionally healed. And make sure you please bet the right therapist for you. All right. I can't stress this enough because, again, it comes to that TikTok video where you got a self-proclaimed therapist literally demeaning and disrespecting black men and calling them all kinds of cuss words and you name it. And I'm going to definitely talk to her in a separate video in the weeks to come on this. All right. So please, ladies and gentlemen, do the best that you can to make sure that your leftover phases are very, very, very short. You don't want to be in that phase for like a long time and you end up getting miserable for a long time and you end up being that hostile bed literally full of regret. That's something that you don't want. All right. So with that being said, Chris and Paul is signing out from the Bob Chronicles. I will see you on the next one. Deuces, deuces, deuces.